All right, all right, all right. This is uh, week five, episode five of the Tailgate Talks podcast. Happy to be here again, guys. How, how was y'all's weekend? You have a good one? Yeah, consumed a lot of football. Consumed yep. a lot of football. We're, we're, we're getting better at this job, I feel like. Little by little, we're getting a little bit yeah. more professional. We're learning. We're, 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 we're becoming, I think, uh, real, real podcasters. Getting those reps in. Getting those reps work when I'm sitting there watching. Get it? Oh yeah, that's it. Okay. That's uh, we're doing research. Um, <laughs> so guys, uh, I think we we've had a we've had a lot of fun doing this podcast for you guys. Hopefully, y'all are enjoying it as well. Um, so we're gonna kick this off today by by obviously it's Veterans Day today. We're recording this on Wednesday. So big thank you to to all of the uh, active and uh, and uh, veteran military members out there. We appreciate everything that y'all have done in the past and or current allowing us to have these kind of opportunities to be able to do a podcast for you guys or to be able to go do and enjoy the freedoms that we have every day. So big thank you to and shout out to all military out there. It's a big, big, big love from, from all of us to you. <clears throat> um, so I uh, do kind of want to take a second to mention the, the Tailgate Talks uh, social media pages. We have a couple of them for you guys. We've been trying to kind of create a little bit more outreach for you guys, trying to kind of gain a little bit of uh, interaction in between you guys and and us, so we have now a Twitter page, which is uh, is it at Tailgate Talks or just at Tailgate Talks Podcast? Dustin, let me look up to get it correct. I just want to make sure we get that it right. At Tailgate underscore Talks. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that it didn't have the pod in there because I think that I saw it on one of them. Nope. Uh, so we are on Twitter, we are on, uh, and we are on Facebook. I don't believe we have an Instagram out just yet, but uh, oh, we sure do. It's do we? Talks. Oh, oh my God. God. lord, we're all over the place, I got guys. Them all, man. We're everywhere. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, uh, I, I, as you can tell, I'm not the biggest social media advocate out of the three of us. I try and dabble with it and try and kind of keep in contact with people, but I'm, I'm the worst at it. This is why we have Dustin and Brooks. All over that for the for the three of us. Uh, big big shout out yeah, to you, you guys for that one. You told me to make one. one, so I made all of them. You crushed it on that one too. <laughs> um, but we're 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 having a lot of fun with that. You know that way we have a little bit more interaction with you guys. That we you guys can check out uh, our opinions and stuff. And the main part is that uh, we're having uh, Twitter or Twitter polls being put out there, so you can actually join us on the action with the shot bets. So like last week, uh, what was it? It was Bucks Saints, and people were able to join us on the shot bets. So you were able to vote bucks or saints and then uh if you ended up losing that bet you owe us a shot so if you take place in any of the bets we'd love it if you join us we'd love it if you send us a little short video of you taking the shot and may maybe a little angry face afterwards because you just lost what's up dustin we had 21 votes in uh -oh. that 81 percent to the tampa bay bucks so that means 17 losers man so we need to see 17 out of 17 shot videos 17. and then we need you to tag at tailgate underscore talks to that video i want to see those yeah, videos go out in the thread on that <laughs> shot bet. yeah get involved come on no no we're, we're having fun with this we want you guys to have fun with this as well anybody listening we want you to enjoy enjoy what we're doing here um so i guess a uh, last little shout out is our, our own personal twitters um dustin wimmer at or sorry at dustin wimmer 22 at Calvin B. Barrett, and at Blanca, the L is a one. So uh, follow our own personal pages if you want to kind of check out what we're each individually up to or each individual uh, opinions or thoughts. We're, we're usually tweeting during a lot of the games. 
back and forth with each other. I, I post a lot of my gaming stuff on there as well. So really, uh, whatever whatever you're into, we'll, we'll probably have some content for you. I'll even sometimes post stuff about The Bachelorette. Yeah, I know. I know, right? Man, the people right I, I got I got into one episode. I watched one episode, and then they keep adding more and more people. It, it, it's the worst. It, 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 I hate it that I'm hooked. All right, guys. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into the episode. Uh, we're going to start off with a Club Red. That's going to be coming up here in a second. We're going to be talking a little bit about the TCU game uh, last week and the Baylor game coming up. And uh, we're, we're going to have uh, Brooks kind of go on a little bit of a rant here. It should be should be pretty entertaining. So uh, coming up now is Tailgate Talk, or is Tailgate Talks Club Red. All right. Wanted to see how that would turn out. I I liked it. I thought it was good. All right. All right. So, uh, Brooks, if you want to kick us off, Tailgate Talks, TCU, what were your your opinions on this? I see you already looking stressed out over there. How do you feel, man? Oh, my gosh. Where do I begin? (laughs) It was clearly one of the worst coaching decisions that I can remember at Tech. Uh, And I've watched a lot of Tech football. I've watched us uh, under Tommy Tuberville, under Cliff Kingsbury, and I cannot remember for the life of me a call that has infuriated me as much as this one. Um, And then even after the game, Wells tried to explain it, and his explanation, I think, made me even more mad. Because did y'all hear what his explanation was? Yeah. No, no, I didn't hear it. What was the the explanation? Well, for those of you who don't know what Matt Wells' explanation was, it was that, you know, we got the game to nine points. We knew we were going to need to score twice. Uh, and he wanted to do it and leave as much time as uh, on the clock as he possibly could. So his very first drive, we get down the field, and he tries to bring out the field goal kicker so he can get the ball back and go down the field and score a touchdown to try to win the game. Now, it's all good and fun, but he's not taking into account the fact that we have an awful field goal kicker. Like, you end the game as soon as that field goal kicker ran onto the field. We were, I was sitting there watching the game with my girlfriend, and as soon as our field goal kicker ran onto the field, I was like, oh, this game's over. He's going to miss it. Sure enough, he misses it, and the game ends right there, 244 left uh, in the fourth quarter, three yeah. timeouts. He's not taking into account that his field goal kicker hasn't made one of those all year until earlier that game. So you can't trust this guy. He's the worst at doing his job on the team besides the guy that you're putting <laughs> – the faith in to get the ball and go score after that. Your offensive coordinator, Coach Yost, who uh, hasn't done anything in his entire career here to make you confident that he can put together a drive when you absolutely need him to. Did so we he, um, did we get a Yost count? Uh, I think I got like either eight or nine tweets that referred to or disagreed with something that Matt will or. Coach, Coach Yost. Yost. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt your rant there. I, I know you were on a bit of one, but I, I but had a full head of steam on me, and now I'm just tripping everywhere. <laughs> all over myself, I'm sorry. I was just I had to see if we had a Yost count, man. There's always, I, I, I just, I, yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> terrible that game. Uh, our offense had 15 drives mm. in that game. Nine times we went three and out. Ooh. Nine of those 15, we went three and out. We scored two touchdowns the whole game, and those were on long touchdown passes. And those drives were only three plays. (laughs) 
So 11 of the 15 drives, our offense only managed to get like three plays off. So there was two drives in the whole entire game where we actually managed to sustain a drive, right? One Jesus. was a 12 play, uh, 64 yard drive in the first half that you uh, went for it on fourth down inside the red zone and called a terrible fourth down play and missed it. Your second longest sustained drive was that field goal kick. Eight plays, 63 yards. That 63 yards you got on that drive was more than you got in the entire first half Oof. of the game. And it's... you, your offense, who you can't trust, is actually moving the ball for once, and you take it out of their hands and you put it in your awful field goal kicker's foot, and he misses. So it's just terrible coaching on all ends. Um, I, This is the kind of call that hangs over your head, right? Like, he yeah. makes this call. Tech fans already want him gone and now they have this to point at and unless he finds a way to kind of right this ship with three games left in the year and give us a little bit of hope this guy's a dead man walking i don't really foresee how he comes out of this anymore um he has to do something really good in his third year after firing uh well i I think Uh, i think the move will be to fire yost that that'll be the first thing we're not we can't get rid of him just yet because he's still recovering from from cliff's uh cliff's recruiting yeah um but the year will be a waste though if he can't improve this it's just going to be a waste of a third year and the further you dig yourself into this pit of irrelevance that you uh started once you fired leach and gave the reins to tommy tuberville you've just dug yourself deeper cliff dug it deeper covered it up with a little bit of mahomes there for a stretch and then started (laughs) digging it deeper and then pass the shovel on to Wells and Yost, and then Yost is just doing an incredible job at digging us further and further into this possibly uh, abyss of college football. So it's um, I tried to keep it short for you guys there, but no, that was good. That was that. I like you. I I interrupted you, and it, you actually didn't lose steam there. You picked it right back up, and 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 just ran over the Yost train. Um, I think I think in all in all honesty, I, I think the next move is going to be that they're going to fire Yost this, by the end of this year because Texas Tech is not Texas Tech football. Our offense is god-awful. We're supposed to be normally that team that puts up 45 points and the other team puts up either 43 or 48. That's always been the the, the, the Texas Tech. And, and we don't even have that identity to us right now. And so the first move will be to fire the offensive coordinator. And then we, and then we got to give Wells one more year. And then after that, if it's still bad, then yeah, it's on him. He's had enough time to recruit. Yeah. He's had enough time to, uh, uh, to to apply his system, and then uh, that that will be the breaking point, I think, for the alumni and for for the uh, Texas Tech fan base. Oh, yeah. um, D- Dustin, how are you feeling about this uh, TCU uh, disappointment? Well, what's funny about that kick, real quick? Ah. Watching Sunday's games, the Pan- Panthers were down in the Chiefs in the exact same scenario. They had about two and a half minutes. They were down nine points. They were driving. They were about at the 20-some yard line. A good drive going. For some reason, they didn't kick it on second down. Oh, wow. Oh. They kept pushing and scored a touchdown. Is that weird? Is that weird? Did yeah. Not... <laughs> I was like, this is the exact same scenario. Look. Oh. Same field, same time, same score, everything. <laughs> That's why rules in the NFL now. <laughs> but, Yeah. I don't it's, have anything to add on to Brooks. I'm just moving on. Yeah, it, it, it was a disappointment of a game. It was a very, very, very disappointing game. Um, the season's done. I think the season's done for us. I think the players have given up. I think the fans have, the fans will always be supportive of, of Texas Tech. 
but the fans have given up on the idea that we're going to win anything this year. I feel like that's kind of a general consensus. We're going to be pulling for them. We're going to watch the game every single Saturday. We're going to we're going to hope that they do something miraculous and pull off a win in this game. But the reality is I think most of the fan base is just giving up on the football team this year. And we and again, we all want to see them win. We all believe in them and hope that they'll pull this off. The thing is it's just they're not competing with the rest of the Big 12 right now. The worst part about it is they beat your hopes every Saturday. Like, as soon as our offense was driving the ball there down nine, I was like, hey, maybe we have a chance to score here and kind of get in this game. Yeah. And then we just immediately go out and ruin it. And it's it's, it's just calls like that that it, that make it hard because it'd be easier to lose if we tried to go get a touchdown and just didn't. Yeah. You need a call like that. And now you have to be like, all right. <laughs> No, it's it's a it's a frustrating thing to be a fan of a team that is just just giving you nothing in return. And and again, it will will be there to root on the double T for 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 from here until until forever. But it's just it, it it's uh, I hate to compare it, but it, it it was like being an Astros fan in the '90s. It was just you you were there, you weren't going to get anything. You had great players, you had great, but it was just you, you it was it was a tease. It was an entire tease. So let's go ahead and uh, move on. Uh, so game coming up, we got Texas Tech versus Baylor. Now, I haven't really taken much of a time to look ahead at this game. I don't really know too, too much about how Baylor's looking this year. Um, Dustin, what, what, are your, what are your insights looking into this? They're basically a slightly better version of us. Oh, boy. <laughs> the stats oh. look the same if you just go side by side. Yeah. But they've... And similar opponents, they've played either similar or slightly better than us. So, I mean, it's not going to be your RG3 type game or Pat Mahomes type tech teams out there where they're, it's a shootout like crazy. Yeah. Um, for some school back on campus for the first time in a long time. Yeah. With that tech this year. Yep. Since 2008. Uh, that's really about the most exciting thing about this game is that it's back on campus. Thank uh, God, Jerry World. That crowd would be terrible. That is kind of weird. Why are we not doing it at the at a at a mutual mutual site? Baylor wasn't meeting their ticket requirements. Oh seriously? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was Pat a thing. Pat McAfee would say a lot of those Baylor fans look like seats. <laughs> that's weird. Halloween is still going on, and everybody came dressed as seats. Yeah, uh, fans would show up. The DFW area would show up, especially when it was Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, yeah. Alumni and stuff. Our half would be pretty good. But Baylor's side, no matter how good they ever were, yeah. never put out. But that, so that was part was, of them coming into the Big 12 to begin with, is they were not as big of a school, but we needed somebody to fill out. That was literally Baylor's role. No, I... I don't know, Brooks. Do you have any any insight to this game? I, I again, I, I haven't really looked into it, so I don't. I, I I need your information. I need some of that Brooks knowledge. Um, my knowledge is basically I spent all this time trying to figure out what I was going to say for that opening rant there. Uh, so I haven't paid attention <laughs> to anything beyond that. But Ooh. I don't really know. Um, like Dustin said, the most interesting thing I find about this game is that it's in Lubbock for the first time. <laughs> in a long time um i just i'm gonna watch it because it's gonna be on but i i don't really i don't really have a 
thoughts or encouragement or positive I want to kind of take take a look at who they've played. They played. Uh, they beat TCU. They lost to Iowa State, Texas, and then I think they beat Kansas. West Virginia. They went to overtime. West I can't Virginia. remember which way it went for them. So, like like oh they literally. But yeah, they're just slightly look better than us. Look at this. Look at this. We're one in five. They're one in four. Yeah. This is literally just a battle for the worst because nobody counts Kansas. Yeah, look at our point differential though. Theirs is minus one and ours is. <laughs> points uh, against are good. pretty good though. I like that number. Oh my god. Yeah. We're giving up more than a hundred more points. Oh, we're winning in a category, guys. We're winning in a category. Tex-Mex. Tex-Mex said, "Is it basketball season yet, dude?" I'm surprised I haven't seen those tweets from you yet, Dustin. It is how many days until basketball season? Like 20. <laughs> well, next pod, we it's, should probably we'll probably be doing a uh, big Big 12 basketball. It's it's, it's coming yeah, up. We got our season ticket settled Did today. So we wait, 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 wait. To go to. Are they still doing the five game thing? Yeah. So for the full price? No. No, they're like it's like a whole separate uh, seating chart, and you kind of pick. Okay. Each game is a different amount. So we didn't even get our regular seats. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, no, well, whatever. At least you still get to go to like what, it was a couple games yeah, this year, and just basketball team is going to be really good this year. I, I'm I'm excited to look. Uh, or really looking forward to that. Um. All right. So I think that's it for the Baylor game. So we're gonna go ahead and jump in our shot bet recap. Uh. Let's take a look here. What is this? Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and jump into the shot bets. From uh, we're gonna recap last week's shot bets, and we're gonna place uh, our first one for this week. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into the shot bets. All right. Uh, if you're not drunk, ladies and gentlemen, uh, get ready to get up. Let's do it. Oh. <laughs> I need to get to the shots part. I need, I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to trim that a little better next time. I need to trim that a little better. I'm working on it. Okay, I'm trying to add a little bit of flair. I'm working on it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm straight up like just DJing over here, and uh, it just happened to drop an F bomb. Sorry about that. I will try and uh, edit in a, uh, a bleep noise to that one. Uh, so. Shot bet recap. Uh, first shot bet was the, the Texas Tech TCU, but we, we bet on the spread. Uh, me and Dustin both picked Tech to cover. We thought that we were going to be within nine and a half points, which we were Maybe until we that last touchdown. We were, touchdown. we were within it. We were, with, we were at nine point difference, and then, and then they scored that last field goal there, or that last touchdown. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's huh. what I'm going to do. Okay. Because I picked us, I picked TCU to cover that 9.5 spread. And if they didn't kick that field goal, we probably would have covered and y'all would have won the bet. And because I'm just embarrassed on behalf of Matt Wells and the Texas Tech football team, <laughs> I am going to take a shot <gasps> for that. Is this, a, right. is this a pity shot? Pretty much. This is a pity shot. I, I'm actually a little bit saltier now. I don't appreciate this. Uh, no, I'm so, just embarrassed for Tech. I think everybody should take one on i i'm i'm taking i have four all right i have four to go i've been the worst at these bets i literally have one win out of uh what what is the total of six six weeks 
or six, six shot bets. I have one win. Oh, all right. So, uh, Dustin picked the TCU to cover. Obviously, or sorry, Brooks picked the TCU to cover the the, the spread there. They did. And uh, so, Brooks wins the shot bet. Me and Dustin owe another shot to the total. Uh, Dustin is on a, a no-drink November. Yeah. I guess we'll call it that. So, his hopefully will rack up quite a bit. And uh, we'll, we'll just get him, like, hammered and record it one Saturday night. Uh... So we'll move on to the second shot bet, which was the Saints versus Bucks game, and uh, we can talk about this game a little bit here, since we're going to be heading into uh, the cleanup right after this. Um, we're gonna do our Baylor bet. We can place that here in a second. Uh, yeah, let, let's just go ahead and place the Baylor bet. What is that? Do we want to do point spread? Did they give us one? I think it was two, but that's basically that's just even that's even game. Toss up when it's a. Uh, at tech so <laughs> um so we we need to pick who we're gonna who, who we who we feel is gonna win this game we're, we're just gonna go even bet win loss uh brooks you want to kick us off who do you think is gonna take this game or who do you want to place a bet on uh i'm gonna go with tech are you Ooh, yeah. bold bet sir bold bet i'm gonna go with tech uh I hope to God that we have a bounce back performance and the coaching is just absolutely perfect this game. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go tech on this one. Oh man. I, I, I feels like bait Dustin. I, I saw the big lean back in the chair there. What are you feeling, man? I'm going Baylor. I'm not betting anything on tech. I can't anymore either. I can't I don't have faith in anything. We'll probably get, we'll probably take the ball off the kickoff and, We'll get like across midfield and we'll just kick it just for fun. I I can't bet on them anymore either, man. I I just can't. Um, Our best players are punter. Jesus. Oh, dude, but the punter game is good though. Uh, you know, no, I'm dumb. Uh, Baylor's gonna win this game. I I, I think it's gonna be probably by a full full touchdown, maybe about ten points. Even though the two teams are kind of even, uh, their team actually has a bit of a defense this year where as ours is just let other teams do whatever they want up and down the field that i think that i think their 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 point differential was like eight points where ours is like 80 right yeah i believe and so mainly that outlying oklahoma game where they dropped like 60 on us so yeah um like 50 so mainly those two games <laughs> text said brooks just needed any any excuse to take a shot after that tcu game we all did man yeah. that was just that, that was just so frustrating um so that's kind of uh i think that's going to be the 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 shot best for this week me and dustin going or are, are, are betting on baylor to win that one brooks is taking texas tech um so we will uh let's go ahead and uh move on We've, we've placed our one bet for this week. We'll move on and recap our last week's uh, NFL bet, which was the Saints versus Bucks game. Uh, we can talk about it a little bit. Uh, Dustin and Brooks picked the Bucks, like I'm sure most of the rest of the country did. And I reluctantly picked the Saints after they had placed their bets because I was like, eh, let's make it interesting and just like, let's hope that, you know, let's, let's have somebody pick something different. That was me last week, and I just happened to be... Happened to be uh, lucky. That was not. I was not right because I, if uh, if one of them had picked the Saints, I probably would have gone Bucks. To be honest, uh, first, 
<laughs> my first win was out of luck. I rolled the dice on that one just to give us some, some sort of some sort of uh, content, and it worked out for me. Um, Dustin, big TB12 fan, man. What 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 happened in this game to Tampa Bay? What is it? I don't think they protected Tom very well, and game plan was just I don't know. But that's in the NFL. That's one of those games like. When one team plays bad mm. and the other team plays really good, the disparity and stuff and everything goes right for one team and wrong for the other team, it can get out of hand like this. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Brooks, did, did you? what did you pick up on this game? Why was this so lopsided in favor of the Saints? Like, do the Saints just have the Bucks number? This is now the second game in a row where Drew Brees is just, just besting Tom Brady. Um, yeah, I, I think they might be the better football team right now. Their defense really came to play, mm -hmm. uh, and their offense looked like uh, Saints offense from the last two years that was just humming. And, yeah. you know, it could have been worse. The uh, Bucks actually forced a fumble on, like, the uh, inside the five-yard line on one of those drives, or else it probably could have been an even worse for the Bucks. So um, I think their offense is humming uh, right now. They got Michael Thomas back. That helps. Uh, Taysom Hill had a pretty big game. The Bucks defense couldn't stop them to save their lives. And then the Bucks offense just um, did not look good. I, you know, yeah. they only ran the ball five times. Yeah. You see that Ronald Jones three for nine. They only ran it five times. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't do a good job at uh, getting Brady protection. Which the script on Brady has always been: if you can get a consistent pass rush with three or four guys, you have a chance. Yep. And they were able to do that. Yep. And Brady was just off all night. I am. Picks and his worst performance in a long time and his worst. What was, uh, uh, score wise. What, what was the name of the, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the guy that was covering Mike Evans, Marshawn Lattimore, Lattimore. I think that was the difference in this game because, he has Mike Evans' number so much to the point to where Mike Evans tries to fight him every game because he has his number so well. Yeah. And I think Tom Brady's number one got taken away, and he wanted to go. To, he wanted to force it to what he thought was his number two in AB, and that was a that was a failure. The Gronk wasn't really impactful at all game, so he didn't have anybody to pass to. I think he. I would love to see the stat on how long he was holding on to the ball this game. Because I feel like he, they were covering his one. His two was was awful at route running. Let's be honest. Like, A.B. was out of practice and out of sync with Tom Brady in the offense. But he'd only been there for a week and, what, maybe a week of practices? And uh, Two days. Yeah. Two days of practice. That's it. That's and, why on one of those interceptions, you see A.B. run a go route. Mm -hmm. But... Tom threw the comeback, yep. and that ball was up for the taken without a receiver even so, there. If you're going to pick somebody, in all honesty, I think, to, to be the impactful player of this game, it has to be Lattimore. Because he took out Tom Tom Brady's number one, and that stopped them at, at three and out, I think, two, two or three, the first two or three drives. And so I'd have to say that that would probably be the most impactful part of this game and the reason why the Saints were able to pull off this win. Yeah, the most impactful part for me was that four receptions and 64 yards for Mike Evans because that was all I needed to win my fantasy game this week. So <laughs> shout out to Mike Evans. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, man. Mike Evans is a gamer, by the way. I don't know if y'all knew that. 
Big time gamer. He plays with uh, with with Nick Merckx. Merckx. Yeah, right. Oh man, that that was that was a that was a. a while I was kind of happy to win, it was a disappointing game. I was I was really looking forward to this game being a lot more exciting than it was. Um, so let's go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and pay off one of my shots. I'm gonna knock this down to three right now. Uh, this is gonna be for that for that tech game. And uh, anybody else wanted to pay off any shots, you can right now. I think Brooks. Arley, I'm gonna pay off my uh, Saints and Bucks debacle. So cheers. To you, All right. Cheers, brother. Cheers to anybody else who's joining us on the shot bets. Uh, if you're listening to this now or later, make sure you send us the video of you taking the shot because we all know you picked the bucks in that game. And if you say you didn't, you're lying. Uh. <laughs> Dustin, does it break down like who voted and all that? Oh. So you can start calling people out. <laughs> uh, Is it anonymous or no? Let me check Instagram and see. Kind of curious. All right. So while, while Dustin is looking, let's go ahead and move on. We're going to kind of jump into the rest of the cleanup from last week's games. Um, big, big surprise for me was this uh, was this Bill Seahawks game. We need to kind of move it. We're, we're going to kind of try and move it along for you guys so we can kind of jump into next week's uh, predictions and previews. But the Bills are for real. I didn't. I didn't expect it. I didn't. I didn't want to because I thought this was going to be a big blowout in the Seahawks' favor, and the Bills showed up. They had they their their defense was on point, and uh, Josh Allen. I, yep. I, I have no 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 other words to say it. He he was the best quarterback on the field that day, and that's big, considering considering uh considering the Seahawks, considering Russell Wilson, um. But it's just that day. Obviously not the best quarterback in the league. Obviously not like a top 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 three quarterback like Russell Wilson is. But just that day, Josh Allen really impressed me. And not not to mention he kind of towers over the entire team. Um, Brooks, what did you think of this game, man? Um, I mean, Josh was uh really good, but that we gotta remember that Seahawks defense is his historically bad this year. Yeah, They're giving yeah. up more passing yards than anybody ever in the history of the NFL per game. And uh, they're giving that up by like 50-something yards per game. Yep. Uh, so it's it's still a good performance from Josh Allen to out-duel uh, Russell uh, Wilson like yeah. that. Uh, it's impressive. He made some throws. He's getting his guy the ball. But, you know, my main thing is that Seahawks defense is going to be Russell Wilson's kryptonite this year because he can do mm-hmm. all he can, but when your defense can't, stop anybody to save their lives like that's going to be i think the story of their season um and yep. unless they can find a way to get some help or improve that defense that's going to be what what causes them to lose these games because russell wilson's going to have to be perfect and he was not perfect in that game and josh allen you know was clearly he played uh, like look at this 415 and three tds 31 for 38 or 31 out of 38 crushed it crushed that game Seahawks, they let everybody eat. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? They're, they're, they're trying to say, I, I heard a take earlier today, which was uh, that, like, you know how they're, they're all trying to trying to basically push the narrative of just let Russ cook and all that all that mess. And uh, uh, what is it? A- Acho, he, he was saying, uh, you know what? I mean, you're, you're going to you're going to cook. You're going to cook. Fine. You can cook eight, eight, 20 meals, 20 meals a week. But two of those meals are going to be bad meals. 
you're just going to mess up on cooking. And that's just kind of what happened in, the, in this last game for Russell, uh, uh, Russell Wilson. Um, Dustin, what, what do you, what did you, what do you have any comments about this game, man? No, but I found out some Instagram poll numbers. Okay. What do you got? So I can see who voted what on Instagram. I can't see Twitter where we had a little more interaction, but out of our, um, Twitter poll people, we only had seven votes there and two were yes. One of them was me. So obviously that was my shot bet pick. The other one was one of our dear listeners and Twitch followers, Tex-Mex. Ah, yeah. Call him out. He just said he's going to send us a video of him taking the shot after the show. (laughs) He's on the yes column, which lost that week. So thanks for playing. playing. Yeah, no, appreciate you hanging out with us, man. Uh, he, he said he's going to, he's going to send his video after we get done with the show today. Um, tweet thread. (laughs) So let's, let's go ahead and move on to the next game. Uh, Tua, Tua versus, uh, the Tua versus the Cardinals. Let's be real. This was Tua versus the Cardinals. This was not Miami versus Arizona. Uh, I can't believe Tua won that, won that QB battle. I can't. I don't know. I'm really surprised, really impressed by him. I'm, it, it's hard to say it, but I thought Kyler Murray was looking really good this year. Tua outplayed him. And it was a close game. It wasn't like it was a blowout again or anything like that, but it was just uh, you, you, you got to appreciate that. I don't know. Uh, Dustin, I don't know if you can say that Tua outplayed Kyler individually because Kyler had 283 and 106 rushing yards and yeah. four total touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. So individually, he Kyler by far outplayed anybody last week. But it's a team game. Yeah. The team didn't pull it out. Yeah, well, and it was only a three-point loss. It wasn't like any kind of blowout. But it, this was a fun game to watch. I, 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 I enjoyed it. This was like... Little tiny sprinty runny quarterback versus little tiny sprinty runny quarterback. Like I had fun watching it. They're, both of them are extremely quick, are extremely extremely efficient quarterbacks. Good at passing. I mean, look at their passer uh, percentages. They weren't they weren't doing bad. Uh, no no interceptions. Hmm. Tua reminds me. He's kind of got that little like. He's not super mobile like Kyler and Lamar, but he's got that mobility like Pat and like Aaron Rodgers, like enough to get a, get by in mm-hmm. a way and extend plays. And if he needs to, he can go get 10 or 12 yards and a first down out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what you need in this league right now is mm-hmm. mobile enough to get out and f- continue a play or to make a play if you really need to. Yeah. Um, Brooks, any input about the game, man? Uh, I know uh... – Coach King yeah, was, Kingsbury is your, your favorite guy. Yeah, this is the game I wanted to talk about this week because as I, I listen to the Dan Levitard show all the time, so they're big Miami-based people, so I get to listen to a lot of Miami uh, talk and uh, you know a lot of talk about Tua. Is he going to be this franchise quarterback? And in that game, you could kind of see glimpses of it. I'm not saying he's, the, he's a surefire thing right now. You still need more sample size, but yeah. he looked good. He was accurate. He made plays when they needed him to. He's, like Dustin said, he's able to get out of sticky situations sometimes with his mobility and his athleticism. Um, it's always weird watching a left-handed quarterback. <laughs> but, you know, I thought, and the Dolphins, I think they're the kind of story right now, that, that team that 
was terrible last year and setting records of how bad they were losing is in playoff contention this year. And they're playing good. The move from Fitzpatrick to Tua is looking like it might be working out. Very true. Um, they look like they have a quarterback, and um, they're they're playing some pretty good football. So I think they're a team to be reckoned with here, and Tua's only going to get better. And it, it was fun to watch two really good young quarterbacks duel it out, and then it was really fun to watch Cliff, Cliff himself and uh, cause the Cardinals to – lose that game uh you know fourth and one and you're this offensive genius and you <laughs> decide to put it in your field goal kicker awesome did, did you just say kicker. cliff cliffed himself he cliffed himself oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack, how you doing hopefully you're having a good night out here we're we're, we're, we're having some fun here discussing uh, last week's games um so let's go ahead and move on that was our quick take on that one uh pittsburgh and dallas we do have to talk about this real quick at least um Dallas Dallas showed up for this game, but they still fell short, but they still showed up to play. They were they were they were beating the best team in the NFL right now, or well, the best record in the NFL right now for for a majority of that game until that fourth quarter. Uh Dustin, this is your team, man. Uh, what where where was this on-off switch? Why did this happen? I guess it's Garrett Gilbert. He put on his big boy SMU shorts and went out there and started slinging it around, man. But he had him in the game the whole time. They had Zach Martin back. That helps a ton. Mm -hmm. Um, But the defense actually played because they were able to hold James Conner down. They were able to protect Gilbert and let him throw it. I also thought they – I don't know if this is Kellen Moore or – Mike McCarthy, but I thought they game planned for Gilbert better than they did Danucci the week before. They weren't running gadget plays and screens every down. They were actually running regular plays and letting Gilbert throw the ball. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they held with them. They were within a forty-yard throw of a to the touch to the end zone to win the game at the end. So it was good. But at this point, I'd rather take the loss and keep the tank alive in a top five pick. Yeah. And they're they're on pace that's to do good, it. That's a good locker room loss. Like, hey, we fought well, we're there. Not like a completely give up type of year. And so I I liked it. It was good. Yeah, it it was good. Um, I I I was listening to a, another show earlier today. Actually, I just had sports running all day mostly. Um, and they have the Pittsburgh Steelers coach up for coach of the year already. Uh, he's at the top of that list. For some reason, they were mentioning Cliff Kingsbury, which I think is a is a is a uh, way too soon shot to call. Uh, and then the coach from Miami was brought up as well. Uh, I guess they really yeah, like that game. That was a, that was a good Especially call to switch if- off of Fitzpatrick, man, because Fitzpatrick is just like he's a little bit of a drug. I, I don't know, like, like you you you, you want to dabble with the guy, and he looks like fun, but you you know in the end, it's not going to bring you anywhere. He looks you gotta, like a drug. You got to get off of that drug before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Brooks, what, 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 what's your takeaway from, from the uh, Pittsburgh Dallas game, man? Yeah. I mean, what, what Dustin said, I don't have too much to add on to it just other than it seemed like one of those games, the Cowboys kind of came together and were like, Oh, we're going to try to win this game. And they threw everything they had. They ran that some, that trick punt and some of those other type of plays and Garrett Gilbert was better than expected and, um, <laughs> gave themselves a chance. And so like Dustin said, it's a win and a, went you know and a loss but you win because you get a better draft position than 
um, show some fight there too. So uh, yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's um, there's not much else to say here, really. That Dallas put in an effort that they didn't normally have, which they haven't really shown all season, and Pittsburgh remains undefeated. That's kind of the general story of this of this whole game. Um, so let's go ahead and we're going to jump in. We're, we're going to jump into the next segment. We're going to take a look at our week 10 preview looking forward. Um, first game. I mean, uh, even though we've talked a lot about cliff today, oddly, uh, I don't know how it co- keeps coming up. Like I know I kind of still am hopeful for the guy, but he's just, he, he's having some success in the NFL this year. And so it kind of keeps coming up. Uh, Buffalo at Arizona is going to be kind of a big game this week. I, I, I think that's going to be one of the more exciting ones to look at. Um, I don't know, D- uh, Brooks. Do you have any kind of any any kind of input or thoughts about what what we what we, what we could expect out of this one? Well, it, this is just the type of game that it's exciting. You got two really young uh, quarterbacks who are having pretty good years, um, so that's always fun to watch, kind of seeing a glimpse of the future um, matchups, and then uh, you just got. You know, two teams that are riding a high this year that I don't know a lot of people expected. So, especially the Cardinals, I don't think anybody expected them to be where they're at this point in the season. Yeah, The Bills probably, you know, were a playoff team last year, so this doesn't come in as much as a surprise. But Whoa. You know, it's, a, it's a fun matchup this week, and uh, both teams are, uh, you know, looking to you know, help secure a better playoff spot. So do you uh, see this I predictor offensive battle? I think it'll be a pretty good offensive showing from both sides. Um, I do have Murray as my fantasy quarterback. So, you know, the fact that he's a top quarterback and a top running back is just fun. Um, <laughs> so it'll be a fun game to watch. It's definitely the best game of this week. Uh, I don't really know what side I'm going to go here. Yeah, it, it's, just, it's I'm definitely one of the here. top games to watch this week. So who do you think wins this? I'm going to go with the Bills. I, I think the Bills are better. I think the Bills just are a better a better team, a better coached team. Yeah. This is coached. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got to really lean into this cliff thing, I think. I, 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 yeah, you're really the anti-cliff. Um, no, I'm looking at this stat predictor thing right here, matchup predictor, 58% to heading to the, to the Cardinals. I'm really surprised by that, considering their record and considering how – badly the beat the the buffalo bills beat uh seattle last week um dustin what what, what do you think is going to uh, be the outcome of this game how, how are you feeling about this one i'm with brooks i got the bills in this one i think they're the more put together team mm-hmm. so i got them in this one even though it's at arizona yeah home, home fields don't don't really matter as much right now but has uh i wonder how arizona's been doing at home is that why they're giving them such an advantage the, is that why they're giving them such an advantage in the percentages? They're only a one and a half point favorite. Yeah, it's not huge. It's just yeah, one and a half point favorite. No, used to the NFL before this year was three points was a home home field. So they're yeah. not even giving them a home field advantage. No, and and always go with Vegas. If y'all are ever trying to bet on a game or like like a win loss thing, Vegas does their research. They, I don't know how. Don't know the logistics behind it, but for some way, somehow, they always get within within a point almost of almost exactly what's going to happen. And the um, Bills, have, the Seahawks, and the Rams, the two other competitors in the Cardinals division already. So um, yeah, 
let's keep keep those wins going buffalo let's do it <laughs> Be, beat cliff kingsbury for me please is what brooks him, brooks is hollering but let <laughs> kyler murray score so you can still win fantasy that, that's yeah, the, that's <laughs> Are they, who are you taking in this one for, for a oh, shot? Oh, are we going to – is this going to be a shot bet game? Yeah, we always do game of the week, man. All right. Oh, man. Go Arizona just to be different. No, no. I, I, I've, been, I've, been on the, I've been on the stupid Cliff train, and I know y'all are going to give me a mess for it, but we'll, we'll, we'll take Cliff in this one. Oh, we'll take Cliff. I'll just oh, – oh, oh, oh. I don't like your reasoning. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Add, add another shot to the count. <laughs> add another shot to the count, guys. It's all right. This is how I won last week. I didn't want to pick the Saints, but it ended up working out. We'll see if I go two for two on these reluctant shot bets. Uh, so, so all right. So, we got we got Dustin and Brooks going Bills. This will be our shot bet pick of the week. Uh, Tex-Mex, make sure you make send in your pick. Uh, Jess, or J-Jack, you're welcome to join us as well on this one. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the Cardinals. I... I don't feel horrible about the bet. I think this is going to be a little bit more of a closer game than people would think. Um, but I do think the Bills are a little bit more rounded. Realistically, I think the Bills have the better shot of winning. But to make the bet interesting, I'll, I will go with the Cardinals on this one. Um, the only other games to really look at this week, Saints 49ers, maybe if I'm bored, I'll go turn that on. Bengals, Steelers, just because they're undefeated. And Bengals, Joe Burrow's fun to watch. Uh, what else do we got? This, I do want to watch, and I want to see y'all's take on this one. Uh, Bucks Panthers. Um, now I know I see the Dustin face over there. Quit. Um, but what do you think the outcome of this game is going to actually be? Because they do have Teddy Bridgewater, and he's not playing bad. <laughs> You're gonna. Go with Teddy Bridgewater? No, I'm I'm saying this is going to be more of an interesting game because the Bucks need to bounce back on this one. This has to be a comeback win for them. They can't be losing yeah, two in a row like that. So let let Tom Brady smack some heads around this, <laughs> this next week, and I bet he gets some stuff straight. So what I'm do, not worried about it. What do we see from AB? They looked, they'll come. They'll bounce back and be fine. They'll take it. It'll be all right. What What do you think we'll catch from AB on this one? Is he going to be impactful this time or no? Because I mean, hopefully he, something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think we have a go lot ahead. of. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I just hope we get something out of him. Yeah. I think they might have rushed him out there on two days of practice. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did only play like 38, 39 snaps, like they predicted. So, but still, Tom tried to force it to him a couple of times and maybe mm. wasn't ready for it, wrong routes and whatnot. They, they, they Give him another week of practice. Together. Maybe he'll be there. Uh, the other game I wanted to talk about was uh, Chargers Dolphins, uh, Tua mm. versus Justin Herbert. Your two rookies who are True. you know thrust into starting roles here, going off uh, against each other, while one squad, the Chargers, is in every game and makes every single game they play highly entertaining. Yeah. Uh, against the Dolphins, who are a team that's better than a lot of people expected this year. I think that's going to be a pretty fun game. Get to watch these two quarterbacks of the future, you know, battle each other here. Um, I, I think the Dolphins probably win this one in some crazy last-minute touchdown because that's the only way the Chargers can lose games. So, Yeah. I, I, 
I really don't know. I don't know what to expect out of this game. The Chargers have been kind of, haven't they been kind of like relatively close in most of their games? I yeah. Think every game in my Look at this. They're, they're, they lost <laughs> to the Raiders 31 26, 31 30, 39 29 to the Jags. That's kind of embarrassing. You no, know, everybody thought it was Phillip Rivers, and that's why they were losing these close games. Yeah. Down of possession less than two timeouts. Every two single game they've Apparently lost. Not, it's just a Chargers thing. Every single game they've lost has been within a possession. Yeah. And they, they're they hanging won't... with. The Chiefs, the Bucks, the Saints—like they're in there with some good teams. There, okay. And I haven't Herbert's I, been good. Herbert, I, yeah. I haven't given him a single look. Really good. I he's not, got hmm. he's got people talking about him as like better than Burrow right now. People are like super impressed with what he's doing. Yeah. Um, it just sucks that you know you they moved away from San Diego and Los Angeles, and yet there's still that same team. Yeah, that, that's, that's down by three points with 20 seconds to go at the end of every game and you have, have to go full length of the field. Um, that's, the, that's the charger way. That's, that's the charger way. Dawson, what you got on this? What I'm looking for in this game is what uniforms do we have? Because we could have a really good uniform game. Good. You're all about the color rush. Those charger uniforms last week were clean. Those have you, so did nice. you see the dark blues they wore? No, oh. no. Let's see. Oh. The dark, the Gorgeous. navy blues were nice. Gorgeous, not those. The one Just at the end. Google Chargers versus Raiders. Well, let's they wore uh, let's the, see. Yeah, they wore the dark blue tops with the white bottoms. Ooh. Uh, they're not gonna they're show. They're on ESPN. Go back to the ESPN. You were looking right at them earlier. But man, this could have a. This could have good. Uh, Good uniform. Oh, uh, you know. Oh, uh, wait, this one. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, okay, okay. You know what? It kind of looks a little bit like a Steelers uniform. It's with a navy blue instead of black. Uh, but yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I'll be I dig it. I dig it. Try it out there. I dig it. Another thing, Tua looks good in those Dolphins jerseys. <laughs> Maybe the Dolphins will go throwbacks because they're kind of bringing those back, and the Chargers will wear those navy blues. We'll see. Uh, so it's going to be a battle of jerseys for you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I think the only other game we, we really should probably take a look at for this week, it, we, we can dabble in it just for a quick second, is the Colts versus the Titans, uh, the, the game tomorrow night. Um, I You, you want to say the Titans are going to win this game, but the Colts have been surprising a lot of people as well. This is This is a divisional game. So, uh, the the two teams, the two rosters, two coaches, they, they, they all know each other very well. They play each other extremely well each year. So, I wouldn't be surprised to see this be a lot closer. We need to color us Thursday back, says Tex-Mec. I'm uh, responding back to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised to see this game a lot closer than people think. I, I know the, the, the outright favorite should be the Titans, but the Colts are going to put up a fight. They're still three and f- or five and three here, but I think their their biggest damp like the the biggest hurting thing to them is Philip Rivers actually. Oh yeah. And oh, so yeah. they got a good squad. They got a good coach. They have good ownership. They have good a lot defense. of yeah good de- like they have a good roster. Philip Rivers is just hurting them. Look look at this. Ten ten touchdowns for seven interceptions. That that's 
compared to Tannehill, nineteen and three. Like it, he's he's hurting that team right now. I they're playing at the Titans, and this is a relatively close matchup. I I don't know. I think this is going to be a close game. I, I I wouldn't be surprised at all if this was within a a, a, a touchdown. Um, Brooks, what what do you think is going to happen here? Real quick. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's going to be a close game. The Titans have an act for playing close games. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll find a way to win this one, but uh, that Indiana Colt, Indianapolis Colts, I can't talk all of a sudden. Their defense is going to give them the chance to stick around in this game. Um, their defense has pretty, been pretty good, but when you have to rely on a washed Phillip Rivers, that doesn't bring any confidence to you. Yeah. Um, and the Titans will find a way to win this one. So I I got the Titans. Dustin, uh, who, who, who are you going to take in this game, man? Yeah, I'll roll with Tennessee and this more solid team. They got all the pieces and Stenamore. And, yeah, they don't have a crutch like Phillip Rivers, who probably literally should have a crutch out there. Yeah. Uh, I I think I think his back is too sore from carrying all thirty of his children that he can't carry the football team as well. Uh, it should be stronger. Then. <laughs> he he's worn out every game, man. All right, this is every day he's got to be a dad. All right, he can't he can't carry he can't carry the football team too. All right, guys. I think that's going to be it for our re- or for for our predictions for next week. Um, if there's any games that you want us to kind of give our opinions on, make sure to tweet us at, at the Tailgate Talks or at, at any of our individual Twitters, and we'll be I'm pretty sure happy to toss you any opinions we have on any game that, uh, happening this week. Um, so we're going to go ahead and jump into our last segment for tonight. Our, uh, hey, Arlie, let me throw in my stat of the week. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry, man. We missed that during the, during the college football. football related. So I want to touch on it before we move on to some basketball stuff. Get, get it. Get it. What, what, what Dustin's so random going, fact of the week, guys, back to the fact of the week here, going back to college football. Last week I had Clemson. They actually got upset by Notre Dame. If you didn't watch that great game, mm. but this week I'm going Indiana football. Yeah, they have football team. And not just basketball. Nope. <gasps> Stat of the week is so they beat Michigan last week 38 to 21. Oh. That's the first time they've beat Michigan since 1987. Jesus. Yeah. They are ranked number 10 going into this week, which is their highest ranking ever for their football program. Really? So none of us have ever been alive for a Michigan loser. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Since 1987, they beat Penn State a couple weeks ago in overtime, beat Michigan. Michigan's kind of falling apart. And, uh, yeah, Indiana football, they're on the rise, man. Like Look at that. that. They're number 10. Right See? So. Wow. There you go. Congratulations, everybody, on being alive for the first Indiana versus Michigan win. In I don't, I, I, I don't want to say it, but I, I, I was alive for it. Oh yeah, I was a year old. You don't. You didn't have to admit that. I, I had to. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Oh uh, wow! I can't believe that though. That's insane. Hey, I try to bring knowledge every week, man. That was a good one. That was a very good one. 30, 33 years. Yeah, last week I had like a 1950s stat bringing bringing. You're you're, you're doing research here. on this, man. You're doing a lot of research on I'm this. In it. I'm surprised Clemson uh, is still number four. I guess uh, I I don't know. They're, they're still... They they played without really Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, DJ Ugalele. That was awesome though. It was fun to watch. His dad his dad was the highlight of that game. I don't know if y'all watched that. All right, so let's go ahead and move in. We're gonna jump into the next section here. Um, we're gonna we're gonna be discussing a little bit of uh, 
our picks over the last 10 years of the NBA draft. So we're going to go the number five pick, our favorites, the number four pick, our favorites, go down to the number one pick, and we'll pick our favorites, and we'll do the same for our least favorites. So uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into that here in a second. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Just a heads up for people out there. It's time to slam now. We got the real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. All right, I had to do it. I had to do it. Uh, I'm trying to have a little bit more fun with with the with the sound in this one. Uh, my apologies for the shots one. I should have clipped that a little bit better before, but this one was too good. All right, that was good. <laughs> no, but hey, just a real quick recap for why mm. why we're doing this for people out there. Do we have NBA draft coming up? It got pushed back. Usually, it's in the summer and gets blown over with bubble and all right. that stuff. It's coming around. Uh, it's right around the corner. So we're gonna do a little preview of not the draft, but we're gonna do past draft stuff. Right, we're 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 gonna each discuss. We're we're, we're gonna go through, like, like I said, with, with the different picks, uh, the different number of picks, the the order that they got drafted, and we're gonna just kind of rank them: uh, our best or our favorites, and then our worst or our least favorites. Yeah, it's our best overall number one pick. So anybody who got drafted number one from 2010 to 2019, it's our best and our worst of those, and so on and so forth with the number two picks, the number threes, fours, fives. All right, so do y'all want? I, I think we should start with the worst ones. We'll give like you know bad news first kind of thing. So let's go ahead and start with number five. For me, my bottom number five pick in the draft was Boogie Cousins. I know that. I know. I see the faces. Stop it. My biggest thing for NBA players is longevity. The dude has become as soon as he got into the NBA was extremely NBA, uh, injury prone. I'm sorry. But that, that was my reasoning. I went through and I saw, you're right, there is a bunch of no-name people I'd never heard of. I've never seen them play a single basketball game. But I couldn't offer an honest opinion on that. This was the only name that I saw in the number five slot. And I was like, no, that guy's been a, kind of a disappointment to me. I mean, yes, he's been an all-star at some point, at one point, I think, before he went to the, uh, before he went to the Golden State uh, Warriors. But that has to be my number five. Uh, Brooks, who you got? All right, so mine is going to be Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks in the 2019 draft. Okay. And my reasoning on Trey Young being the worst of the five is the fact that the Hawks traded Luka Doncic for him. So mm -hmm. Luka Doncic is going to be one of those generational type of players. You traded away a guy who can change your franchise for a guy who can just get you some points. So, uh, that's going to be one of the all-time like worst trades when Luca's career is over and he's one of the best to ever do it. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that is why Trey is the worst pick because they could have had Luca. True. Dustin, who do you got for your for your fifth or for the number five spot? Who is your worst one? I had a hard time picking between all of the 2012, 13, 14, and 15 guys because they all stink. <laughs> <laughs> but I went with uh, Robinson to the Kings in 2012 because the number six pick was Dame Lillard. So you blew it. Number yep. six is one of the best scorers True. we've seen in this generation in the last 
10 years or so. So you blew it there. Uh, all the other teams, those other three years, hey, you also blew it. <laughs> that was my uh, honorable mention on my worst. Uh... Yeah. Uh, I saw that too. I was looking through those lists and I was like, oh. That's where I actually spent the most time doing research because all their stats are terrible. Uh, They're all very similar. So, yeah. But that's why I went with who got drafted after him. So, and Dame Willard right there. Man. All right. So, let's go ahead and jump to our number four. Um, I really didn't know who to pick for this one. These four and five slots, I just kind of. So much garbage. Terrible. It, (laughs) It was hard because there's so many of these people, and you think. Going top five in the NBA draft means, shooing, we're going to hear about this guy for for the next 10 years. And looking through these lists, there were so many that went, in, even even top, like, like from two to five, that I, 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 I haven't seen them since. Um, I really didn't know who to pick. I just kind of went with Deion Waiters on this one. I, I again... I again. You're not knowing the rules of this game. Shut up. You're picking all stars from worst picks. I just don't like it. NBA champion Dion Waiters. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I he literally had a championship from like a month ago. Uh. Anyways. Anyways, I'll, move I'll, on. I'll Brooks, who you got? Uh, my my worst number fourth pick was Dragon Bender in 2016 to the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> Uh, he had three injury-riddled seasons for the Suns, and uh, he's no longer playing for that franchise anymore. And he never averaged over seven points per game. His highest average was 6.5 with them. That is not what you're expecting from the fourth uh, overall pick in the draft. So, Dragon yeah. Bender, an absolute bust. Dustin? Dustin, who do you got, man? Who's your number four? Bender was on my radar uh, my other pick for this one was Cody Zeller, 2013. He just was terrible, pretty much, and he's ugly. So, wow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great analysis. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was beautiful. All right. Um. All right. So I guess I, I'm on a roll here. I might as well just keep ruining it for you guys. Yeah. I, I I had Okafer for this one. On the number three, uh, yeah, I had Okafor as well. That that was that, that was kind of mine. Um, I I did end up having to look him up a little bit here because that, like I said, the five the five, four and five, I, was, I just kind of gave up on. I I, I was I, I had to kind of hurry through those. Um, yeah, Dustin, who'd you but, have at three? I stayed in 2013 and went Otto Porter, another just garbage player. <laughs> uh, he's managed to have a better career than I think. I mean, he's just a role guy, but. Yeah, but uh, I actually thought some of the number, most of the number three picks were decent, and so he's the one I just hated the most. And there was a decent amount of stuff behind him you could have went better on. Yeah. Um, so let's take a look at number two for for the bottom. Mine is is going to be a little bit of a weird one, and it's just because I hate everything around him as well, and that's and that's Lonzo Ball. I thought he was the most annoying number two pick possible, just or, uh, just because I hate all the hype around him and his dad. He's a he's a uh, let, let's be honest, not not any sort of transition or uh, transient talent. He's he didn't live up to all of his hype at all, and he got traded immediately off to the Pelicans, where they're doing what? 
I don't know. He's doing all right with the Pelicans, actually. He's doing all right, but I just I don't like how much hype was around him for a mediocre player. Well, that came from his dad a lot. I, he didn't want any of that attention, honestly. Yeah, but that was part of his draft stock going number two. Uh, Brooks. Don't give him enough credit for college. He was actually pretty good in his year at college. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that's that's just two, that's just mine, man. My number two is from the 2018 draft. It was a Sacramento Kings pick, and it was uh, Duke player Marvin Bagley. I went with him because Luka Doncic was there. So uh, a lot of this is centered around the fact that you could have had Luka Doncic, uh, but you decided not to. And uh, the Kings are doing terrible, you know, not doing much, and the Mavs are already looking like one of those teams of the future. So that's why I went with Marvin Bagley as the worst pick there. Okay. Yeah, uh, Dustin, I agree with you there. You could also went 2015 D'Angelo Russell. You I saw got, that one. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, my other honorable mention was Derek Williams in 2011 Derek, to the Timberwolves. Yeah, same, same deal. Him and D'Angelo Russell, kind of the same basket. Um. All right, so number one. This one should be unanimous, I think. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. All right, you guys go. I feel like I'm going to mess this up again. Uh, Brooks, go ahead. I got Anthony Bennett uh, to the Cavs in 2013. Uh, he only played 52 games for the Cavs. Uh, he's not even in the in- NBA anymore. Um, while I, I think every other number one pick since then is still in the NBA. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's only had four years. Uh, one of the all-time worst number one draft picks uh, by far. I think so. If you look, if you yeah, look, hold another on. Another 2013 crapshoot of a draft pick. I also had real close second was Markel Fultz, 2017 yeah. to the Sixers. Yeah. You just there. picked Ben Simmons the year before number one, and then you take another even smaller point guard, which which is not your need at all. And you had guys like Jason Tatum, Josh Jackson, De'Aaron Fox. Yep. Like you had a great guard draft to pick from, and you picked probably one of the worst ones out of them like did they just randomly draw out of a hat and that's the name that came up and not only that they traded from the number three spot to get up to the one spot to take him when the celtics had the one spot and we're going to take the guy that they ended up taking at third anyway (laughs) um so for me yeah i i I had bennett but i uh, okay again and i this is dumb this is not a talent thing this guy is going to be one of the biggest talents in the NBA. Uh, but I guess if I want to talk about frustration, uh, it is, is Zion. Not not the worst. Stop. I did not say the worst. He's still one of the best talents. But he can't stay healthy. He can't. I'm embarrassed. Shut up. <laughs> He's only had one year. You can't call him the worst. Today. I didn't say the worst. I just said this was kind of a a, a bit of an annoyance with me. Okay, I, both of you were giving me the same face over there. Whatever. This was my list. I I, I had Bennett, but then I was like ah, Zion. I, I really don't ever see him play. Anyways, all right, huh? Been in the league for one year. But he got, he, he got hurt. He got hurt. He got hurt in his last year in college. Or his only year in college. And then he got hurt right away in the NBA, too. Like, You're going to talk about hurt. You should have picked Embiid for your number three worst pick. Oof, I thought about it. I hate it. I, I, I hate I hate seeing players on the bench. I do. Like, like that's why I give LeBron so much praise for playing for so long in the year. Or in the NBA. 
Anyways. Yeah, when he's on the bench, he chooses to be on the bench. <laughs> all right, let's go to the, let's go to the bench. We're going to go to best five, all right? Um, oh, this schlog. Huh? Yeah, this crap player. Yeah, go. we're, we're going to go on, on, since y'all hate all of my opinions on this, apparently. Uh, Dustin, who do you, all right. What you got on your best ones? Huh? I, I, I like my best ones. I like hey, start us off with five. All right, you're going to hate this one already. I can tell, I can hear the tone in your voices. <laughs> you say it. I have, I have, I have Trey young on number five. Good God. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> He's also he's my worst pick and also my best number five pick. <laughs> <laughs> is he? Really? You yeah. have yes. Also? Oh my that. god, Let's that's who that. I had as my number five. I'm sorry, but like, right, it, it, here's here's why he's also the best because you could have Luca, but at least you're still getting a player that is exciting, young, already an all star, gets people to watch your games, and yeah. It's hard to find that at, at number five, especially when you look at all the other number fives. There's really not a whole lot that stands out as much as this guy. So uh, hey, at least you got somebody who can maybe put your future in the right point, but you also could have Luca. So he's the best and the worst. Dumb move by them, but I, I I can't hate the guy's talent. Like he's still a good player. So like at the number five, I, I looked up and down that list like three or four times over. He was the best shooter in my opinion, but that's just me. I got De'Aaron Fox 2017 to the Knicks. I thought this was a move that the Knicks didn't blow. They're not the best drafting team. The Kings. And he brings some excitement. He's... You keep saying Knicks. He was drafted by the Kings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking Kevin Knox for them. The Kings, yeah. But, like, another team didn't. Don't draft well, but they didn't blow it. He brings some excitement and great guard. Exactly what you want in the league right now. Great athletic guard can do a lot of things with the basketball in his hands. Thought they did good there. Yeah, he was on my uh, honorable mention list along with Boogie Cousins. My second was <laughs> Boogie. Uh, also, I get it. Boogie's is a good. Boogie's a good player. I just I, I hate injury prone people. Anyways, okay. Uh, going to the number four. I, I I didn't see anybody else but Porzingis. Uh, that that had to be the number one for uh, 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 or the top number four pick. What did you have, Brooks? I see you shaking your uh, head. I got the only player that was drafted at four that actually contributed to his team winning a, a championship, and that's uh, Tristan Thompson in two thousand eleven to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Bet- no, it, it's it's not it's not a bad pick. Uh, better than Porzingis, you think? Um. Talent-wise, no, but if I'm going off of Kristaps, doesn't even play for the team that drafted him anymore. Yeah, true. Talent-wise, yes. Uh, he was my honorable mention as the best because, yeah, he's the best overall number four pick in the last 10 years by far Yeah, because the talent that he can bring. But to what that team drafted and expected from him, Tristan Thompson actually you know, was part of a championship team with the Cavs. True. So that's why he's going to be my number four. No, he's got a ring. Uh, it's a good It's a good pick. I was just kind of curious on, on whether you thought uh, oh, yeah. no, I, I Tristan mean, and Porzingis were comparable. Two of them, I take Kristaps yeah. every single time. Absolutely. Uh, so going on to number three, or I, I don't I, – I think this one's going to be almost unanimous again with, with Luca. Luca. I, I you, you have to. Different and didn't pick him. <laughs> I would have been really surprised with this one, honestly, because 
He is individually. Would could you give him top five in the NBA? He made. Uh, he's already All NBA. He's All yeah. NBA last year. So individually, a top five player in the NBA this year, and he's been in the league for two years. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would say he's in the top five now because Kevin Durant was out. Yeah, um, Kyrie Irving's good. There's still some guys in there, but he's already turned the Mavs into a team that you're just like, like yeah. they just they they got so lucky getting this guy. Yeah, <laughs> like yep. they're, they're gifted with him. So yeah, he, he's the number three, no question. There's I I think my I mean Jason Tatum at number three is an honorable mention. Bradley, Bradley Beal. Yeah. Is another honorable mention because they're still um, providing for those franchises that drafted him. So, good picks. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump to our number two. Um, mine, maybe uh, I, I kind of went a little bit different on this one. Not a bad player, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to keep throwing curveballs like that. Uh, I went Oladipo on my number two. I think he's a great talent, and I think he's carried that Pacers team. Um, and 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 I was disappointed that i didn't get to see him this this past year uh i forget what injury he had off the top of my head but yeah it was bad but the year before that was one of my favorite players to watch in the nba playoffs last year um brooks who who you got as your number two all right i got a little bit of a two-parter here i got uh, (laughs) uh two guys that were drafted by the lakers in 2016 and 2017 brandon ingram and lonzo ball who were both taken at number two why? Because they turned into Anthony Davis. Who they, they, they <laughs> traded him and they got, they got Anthony Davis and uh, NBA championship because of it. So that is why they're good. They were good enough assets to trade to get a top five player in the NBA. Okay. And that is why they did, are great. Did, did you just add two and two to get four for an Anthony Davis? Basically. <laughs> I, mean, Man, that's a... both, I mean, they were both number two picks to the Lakers and they both were traded for Anthony Davis. So it's good. I like it. It was good. They're the only number two draft picks that contributed to an NBA title where the right. team drafted them. Yeah. By way of leaving that team. Uh, D- Dustin, what was your number two, man? Brooks, that's a great way of thinking about this. That was good. I got John ja Morant this last year. Yeah. In Memphis. He was my nineteen. Man, he's probably the most electric player that can do everything mm-hmm. obviously zion has the dunks but and the rebounding the strength but jaw man you get the ball in his hands and look out yeah he can do a lot and dude so can ball that's dude can really ball. exciting for for the grizz that's a great great pick and they were in a position they weren't going to lose that draft with either one of those guys they got yep so uh a little bit of a drum roll here we're gonna we're gonna be announcing our number one uh, our, our our number one number one draft pick, um, Brooks, go go ahead and lead us off here, man. Who, who do you who do you have as your number one number one? Um, my number one, I'm going along the same lines as I've kind of gone on my best ones. Players that helped somehow contribute to Ooh, a title. I, th- I think you're about and to so take. I think you're about to take mine. Is Andrew Wiggins in 2014 to the Cleveland Cavaliers? Okay. because Andrew Wiggins was a big reason that they could dangle LeBron James and convince him to come back to Cleveland. So they already had Kyrie, and then they traded Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love so they could get LeBron his big three in Cleveland, which ends up being 
a title. Now, Kyrie was somebody who I considered here because he also won a title for Cleveland who drafted him. But without LeBron getting there, without them acquiring this number one draft pick, there is no Cleveland title. And Kyrie never takes him to the promised land. So Ooh. Andrew Wiggins is my most important and the best number one overall pick because he led to LeBron. Yes. Shout out to Anthony Davis is sitting there at 2012. He contributed <laughs> to a championship. Did he? Did he? Because we, we made him equal two players. Yeah. He's worth two guys. <laughs> but he wasn't drafted by the Lakers, right? No, he's the drafted Pelicans. by New Orleans. He's drafted by the Pelicans. They yeah. didn't do anything with him. It's all about what that team's draft pick turns into for that franchise, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I Anthony just, Davis yeah. turned into like five players for the Pelicans. So. <laughs> He's the, he, Anthony Davis is the entire Pelicans roster plus Zion. Yeah, they didn't win anything. They got upended by a Grizzlies team who took Ja Morant. They couldn't even <laughs> playoffs in the bubble, which the bubble was set up all for them just to make the playoffs. So it's oh. all about what that team does with that draft pick that helps them, and that draft pick helped them land LeBron James okay. in the title. All right. Um so uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you go second here, Dustin. Um, what was your number one number one? Oh, I had Anthony Davis because yeah. he's one you of the best players. I get Brooks's thought process with this, but I'm just going off straight talent. talent. And what he's, production he's put out. He yeah. carried carried the Hornets slash Pelicans for years, and they just never put enough around him to make it happen. Right. As soon as he got shipped out, he became – possibly one a one beat over LeBron. So mm -hmm. he'll bring that title to LA real quick. I think, uh, for mine, I actually did have Kyrie just as an individual talent. I thought he was phenomenal. I think he did a lot for the city of Cleveland and he tried to do it, but he was LeBron's number two whenever they won that title for an unwinnable team. I think, hold on. I think Anthony Davis is right there, right behind him. But I think that they had more talent on that LA team to get that win than the Cleveland Cavaliers did get to have theirs. So meaning like a little bit more impactful. I, I don't know. That's well, just, I thought you didn't like guys that got hurt. I know. I know. <laughs> um, I, I, your number one, number one, I hate it. Stop. You might as well pick boogie as your best. Number five. Then. He's not my best. number five. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, I went a little different route on this. Cause I kind of thought y'all might go, best overall so yeah, I, I like I, what you did Brooks. that was yeah, that was a, that was a very good touch more because that's what you're trying to get out of these draft picks yeah uh, it's something for your franchise so that's something i wanted to mention like just going through all these i like when small market teams take a chance on what the prospect could be yeah like in 2013 you had portland taking cj mccollum out of lehigh and then you had Milwaukee taking Giannis, who was this skinny seven foot, hundred pound kid, like nineteen year old from Greece. Like, yeah, he's not the Giannis you see now, and but they saw maybe he could be this. Like same with like Donovan Mitchell out there, and with Kawhi coming out of San Diego State to the Spurs, where ended up at the Spurs to do his career. Out of Weaver State. What was uh? What was Kevin Durant's draft number? Number two. Was he? Okay, okay. I, I knew yeah. he went to Seattle before they moved up. I like those, I like those small market teams trying to just fish big yeah. rather than taking the kind of safe college guy and maybe he turns out for something, but yeah. maybe not. Go higher upside because you don't have much to lose, honestly. Yeah. 
I like those those picks by some of those smaller teams making those splashes. Yeah. Man. All right. So I think that's going to wrap up the NBA talk. Uh, we're we're kind of running a little bit over on our time frame on this week. Um, so we're going to go ahead. Uh, we, we, we can talk a little bit about this next week. We, we can talk a little bit about the draft picks that are coming out. Um, we'll, we'll discuss uh, what we kind of expect, which team to do what. Yeah, we can save that for next week. I think we can we can postpone that one. We need to kind of wrap this time frame up because uh, we're already going to be over our hour mark yeah. by quite a bit here. Um, so let's go ahead and review the shot bets coming up. Uh, we have, let's see. So we have the Buffalo-Arizona game. And both of you picked Buffalo. I, I, I ended up with Arizona on this one. And then wrapping up the Baylor game. Oh, where is it? Here we go. And yeah, I've got Tech. Y'all got Baylor. Right. So, uh, me and Dustin with Baylor and Brooks is uh, sticking to Old Faithful, Texas Tech. Uh, <laughs> you look ready. You look excited about this. All right, guys. Uh, so let's go ahead and wrap this up. Final shots, Dustin. Lead in. Lead it in. Uh, what do you got for the final shot of the week? I wish I had a great Jim Nance voice because it is Masters weekend, boys and girls, ladies oh. and gentlemen. Oh, man. Welcome to the Masters. Masters in November, since we got it postponed. There's also going to be college game day going to the Masters. I think that's pretty cool. They're going to be there to do their stuff. Um, but yeah, how's the course play? How does Bryson just chunk the ball 400 yards and – put everything after that and does tiger defend his master's jacket he did win last year a lot of people forget so long um, then what do our usual like big guys do like dustin johnson bubba watson adam scott uh brooks kepka always guys to watch for so, yeah it'll be fun to watch in november a little different playing conditions so but it's cool to have have masters back in in a different time frame Good. Uh, good thing. I, I I enjoy watching some of the Masters. I've never been a huge, huge fan it's of it. Nap. But it's great nap watching. Perfect excuse right there. Perfect perfect explanation. It, it is the best thing to turn on and just kind of chill out, yeah. maybe take a nap on the couch. Just something about Jim Nance's voice is just so soothing. <laughs> put me, put, puts me to sleep very peacefully. Gonna, you know they're going to pipe in that bird noise. Oh, man. Um. So, Brooks, final shots for the week, man. What do you got? I got option one and option two here. Y'all, y'all pick. What what option should I go with? Two. Option two. Okay. Option two. We'll keep it along the basketball talk here. NBA free agency begins on November twentieth. So with that in mind, NBA news has been popping off these last couple of days with a lot of trade rumors and uh, things like that. Like. Chris Paul to the Suns uh, came out yesterday. Russell Westbrook uh, requesting out of Houston came up earlier today. Um, And the Timberwolves wanting to trade uh, to get another lottery pick uh, has been, you know, coming across the the timeline. So NBA free agency is always very fun. There's a lot of news, a lot of teams trying to make plays to get uh, guys on their team. So it's always a really fun and exciting time. So, and it's just around the corner. Uh, so excited for that. Nice. Nice. Nice news there. Um, so I'm going to have two, uh, two little ones. One, uh, R.I.P. R- R- to Tim Duncan. 
Uh, he, he is leaving the Spurs. He, he was an assistant for them for quite a while. Apparently, he's going to be stepping away from the Spurs. Um, a little bit surprised about that one, honestly. He was – I know I shouldn't say it. Now, seeing him with the dreads trips me out. It's weird, right? He looks he looks just weird, like not, not, him. not shaved-headed. Um, and then, obviously, second is, is just to just to reiterate, this is Veterans Day. Uh, so, so big thank you out there to everybody that served that gives us the ability to do what we do every day. It gives us the ability to not have to go fight overseas. Uh, shout out to my personal friends, uh, Tom and, uh, Yash, both of them served, uh, served, uh, the United States for us, one in the air force. The other one was a staff sergeant in the, uh, in the army. So big thank you to you guys. Thank you very much for what y'all did and, uh, allowing me to not have to go. <laughs> um, any, any last inputs guys? think i'm good all right that's gonna be it for the week guys uh, i know we carried on a little bit longer this week but uh we'll have some more nba draft talk for you next week as always uh make sure to check out all the uh social media pages tailgate underscore talks on twitter and uh we'll, we'll have links to all the other pages as well on facebook instagram you can follow all, all of our individual pages uh mine is blanca where the l is actually a one Dustin Wimmer 22, Calvin B. Barrett. And uh, just give us a shout out on Twitter. And uh, we'd love to see those videos posted. Get to it. All right, guys. We'll see y'all next week. As always, thank you for hanging out with us. Thanks for coming to the tailgate.